Today is our guest, Kevin Boosie, with the Veterans uh, Amer Another America.org. Uh, we're going to be helping veterans today. Veterans, helping veterans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. This is Tony Renfro, and I have my co host, Francis Larkin, with us, and our special guest is Mr. Kevin Boosie. Hello, Kevin. Hello there. <laughs> all right, all right. It looks like every time we get ready to start the show, we start off different some kind of way. So, Francis, you take it. You take the lead. <laughs> of course, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform to share important information by educating Southeast Texas African American communities with viable information regarding health, education, financial, and politics. And don't forget business. We take pride in keeping our pulse on what's going on in the community. 
And also, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is now on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple, iTunes, and a lot more. Uh, we don't have any PSAs today, do we? I don't think so, Tony. Okay, we're good. Let's get the show started with Kevin Bussey. We'll be back in 30 seconds. to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redfield, and my co-host, Madonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Hello, everyone. We are back, and we have veterans here for with Kevin Boosie and of anothermiracle.org. Hello, Kevin. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? It's a pleasure to be here with you tonight. <laughs> Thank you great, very much. Great. great. Let me get my mic up a little bit so I can hear you a little bit. There we go. Okay, great. Hey, well, tell us about your organization first. I'd like to know a little bit about, more about anothermiracle.org. Anothermiracle.org came to be out of a hardship, believe it or not. Um, I am a disabled veteran. I've been out of the service since 1992, right after the Gulf War. Um, I've worked for a living until my disabilities came to the point where I could no longer hold or function in in the capacity at which I was required to. So therefore, I I lost my job and my employment and then waiting, waiting on Social Security and VA disability and going through the trials of, of getting that done and, and researching and finding out how to do it, uh, eventually I myself became a homeless veteran. Um, one of the things that I'm blessed with, one, I have a, a, a blessed wife that was a girlfriend of mine at the time that looked at me and said, I'm not going to turn my back on you. We're going to, we're going to make this work. And I had another good friend that allowed me to stay at his house uh, for a while until I was able to get on my feet. Not every veteran has those opportunities or has those abilities. So we decided, my wife and I, that we would create another miracle.org in the effort to help these veterans, these homeless veterans and their families try to find suitable temporary housing or the clothing they needed or whatever support they needed to get their benefits, to get their compensation from the VA. And if if anybody out there is a, is a veteran, they can attest to the the red tape and the loopholes you have to go through to make this work. Our goal is to try to help veterans get there and get what they need to become good, viable citizens again. Um, We realize we can't help everybody, but we are here and we are striving to do the best we can to support those veterans because we understand what that's like. 
We understand what it's like not to have a home. And there, there's such a difference in the definition of homelessness and how the VA or how some of the other organizations view homelessness. And that can be a, that can be a detriment to a lot of uh, veterans as well. That's basically the background. We were started in 1919, uh, 2019, uh, right as the right as the COVID started, and 2020 came, and we were we were kind of stuck in the mud. Wow! Nothing, wow. nothing could happen. You couldn't do fundraising. You couldn't interact with people. You, you know, there, and that that happened to all businesses and all nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We we fought through 2020. And now we're trying to get back on track, and and get the train moving again. And you will. I, I'm I'm encouraging you. You will get it back and get it going again because you you you're aiming at a great purpose. So tell us what is homelessness uh, with the veterans? So what is a vet? What is a homeless veteran? Well, I guess you just explained that, but, but in maybe a little bit of depth there. We got. You know there there. A lot of people don't realize that there's a there's a difference, albeit small. There's a difference between homelessness and a homeless veteran. Mm-hmm. There are people that are homeless that you know either they choose to be homeless, they have lost their jobs like veterans. Uh, the biggest key is veterans served this country, right? And veterans served this country to allow everyone in this country to have an equal opportunity to succeed and for a veteran to become homeless after doing that service to its country is is it's terrible i i i can't put it i can't put any any better words to it 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 just should never happen home homeless veterans have seen things that most homeless people in america have never seen They've seen war. They've seen death. They've seen their friends uh, die, and, and so they have that mental uh, issue, PTSD, as they call it today, where they struggle with trying to acclimate back into society. So homelessness, yes, you don't have a roof over your head, according to some of the service organizations. If you are on the street then you are homeless. Well, that's not quite the case. I was not on the street, but I did not have a home of my own. So, you know, homelessness, an individual who lacks a fixed, regular, adequate nighttime residence, such as those living in emergency shelters, transitional housing, or on the street. Homeless veterans face the same. But they, like I said before, they served our country. And there should be a, a better place for a homeless veteran. There should be a better opportunity for a homeless veteran. And another miracle seeks to work with or other organizations to make that happen. That's our goal. And that's, that's basically how I would define the homeless oh, veteran. Okay. Well, Francis, would you like to chime in on that one? Yes, I was asking what organizations are you currently working with? 
Well, here in Beaumont, and, and I'll tell you the breakdown of the organization. We have board of directors that are in San Antonio. Okay. We have board of directors that are in Houston, and our our base is here in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. So we've worked we've worked with and talked with a number of churches mm -hmm. that are in the Beaumont area. We we are reaching out to churches. Churches do a lot of things for homeless people. Right. So if we can co get a cooperative uh, opportunity with these churches, then we can find those homeless veterans within that community. Right. Well, uh, what about I used to be a board member of the Veterans Peer Network here in Beaumont. Mm -hmm. Have you um, had any exposure with them? Veterans Peer Network? No. Uh, the Southeast Texas uh Veterans Association here, they're the Veterans Commission here in Beaumont, we've worked with. Um, and actually now we are we are actually getting into more organizations and getting our name out. Mm -hmm. We're pretty much still an unknown. Okay. Uh, because that that whole year we we really couldn't advertise, we really couldn't do anything. <laughs> so you know, now we're coming out here in 2021 and we're saying, hey, here we are. Mm -hmm. And of course, people are looking at us like, ah, OK, we've never heard of you. So, right. you know, the opportunity to come on a, a show like this and and explain who we are and, and gain the exposure are, right. greatly gives us that exposure we need to grow. Right. Well, tell us about the um, um, who are the homeless veterans? And I put the slide up there for you right there. So kind of tell us all about that. Well, you know, if you if you look at it and these these are uh, pre COVID numbers because there were no there were no pit counts in 2020. And that's where they go out and they find out how many homeless, how many of them are veterans. But in the last count, 26 percent of homeless population in the United States are veterans. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. 33% okay. of male homeless population are veterans. Right. 15% served in Vietnam, 47% served during that era. 17% served after Vietnam. Um, Wrong person. Sorry. You have 33% were stationed in a war zone. 25% have used VA homeless services in I, when I reached out to VA Homeless Services, the question I was asked, are you on the street? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not on the street. I have friends that are letting me stay there. Well, we cannot help you at the time until you get on the street. And that's too late. That is way too late. 89% have received an honorable discharge. If you receive an honorable discharge in the military, you should be able to do anything out there in society that you need to be successful. 85% completed high school GED. Uh, I completed my college degree in the military. So that, those opportunities are there. So you have a lot of homeless veterans that have degrees and they are very intelligent and they have a good working knowledge. 79% reside in central cities. 70% suffer from substance abuse problems. 45% suffer mental illness, 46% are age 45 and over. If that kind of gives you a, a breakdown, and that's compared to 20% of non-veterans. Well, Kevin, tell me this. I mean, what is what is our count? Uh, give me an estimate 
of the homeless veterans here in Southeast Texas. Do you have a count on that or? I, I do know at the last count that I had for the Beaumont area, there were over two, 200 homeless veterans that they knew of. And, I, and the hardest part about finding these veterans, number one, a lot of times they, they feel like they have been let down by the system, so they don't want to identify mm -hmm. as a veteran. So to get that information out of them is, is very difficult. I would so, say, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I would say within the entire Orange, Beaumont, I, <sighs> it, it's hard to give you a good count because they didn't do a pit count. Right. The last so, one, the last one I knew of was well over two hundred, just in Beaumont. Just in Beaumont, over two hundred vets dressed right here in Beaumont, in Texas. Beaumont. Well, I'm not in Beaumont right now, but right in Beaumont, Texas. In Beaumont, Texas. Uh, that's all. That's that's awful. Wow. So, so I'm gonna go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Francis. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I see the statistics here, but what do you think, um, Mr. Boosie, is the main reason for the homelessness amongst veterans? Well. A, a lot of it is coming back with with while COVID has has attacked a lot of them coming back from the war. Um, mm -hmm. Coming back, they've either lost their jobs or don't have a job, can't get a job, so they go to the street because they have no other place to go. Mm -hmm. uh, PTSD, yeah, not being able to get your benefits. If it takes, well, I can't. In my case, it took me probably almost 15 years to, to get my total disability that I needed. Wow. Had I not been working at the time, I would have been on the street that whole time mm. had I not been able to work. So why does it take so long to do the legislation or is that just the way the system works it, or it's the system uh, going through the going through the denials of, of benefits because you you didn't apply the paperwork right. You didn't have the right mm. medical background. You didn't have the Government. right medical. Yes. <laughs> the, the red tape. The red, red, red tape. tape. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it gets kicked back and, and it's very frustrating. Yes. So if you take a veteran that's coming back from a war, which is frustrating in its own self, and a lot of them come back and their families are gone because they've been gone. So they've lost their family. They may have lost their spouse or uh, or especially during COVID, they may have a spouse may have passed away. Uh, so that adds to the mental stress. Um, a lot of these things are have taken a lot of veterans out. Mm -hmm. The things that they have seen in wartime, mm -hmm. it's hard to adjust back to society. Wow. Um, and coming back to society, if you can look back on the Vietnam War, when they came back, they, they weren't welcome. Uh, as as veterans should be welcomed. So a lot of them end up on the street. The cost of living, mm -hmm. you know, when you have a veteran that comes comes out of the military, they don't make that much in the military to begin with. And when you come out of the military and you're at $10, $12 an hour, it, it's if you got a family, you cannot survive on that. No. So they end up they end up just losing everything or they lose hope. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest things. They lose hope, and and having to fight the system even takes it down even further. Right. That mm -hmm. they they lose that hope. 
I tell you, I was devastated when they told me if you weren't out there on the street living under a bridge, we cannot help you. That wow. really, I, I, I was ready to give up at that point in time, but mm -hmm. I had people in my corner that helped me through that. We want to be that group that helps these guys through that. Right, mm -hmm. right, because that everyone is not able, not lucky enough to have someone to help them get back on their you're, feet. You're absolutely that right. Is, that is something I'm telling you. Charlotte Reese Sipstron is watching. Hello, Charlotte. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we're going to move on to uh, let's let's tap into um, let's see here. How did I do that? Do I do it? There we go. All right. Now, tell, uh, tell a little bit about the background of a, uh, another miracle.org, which is located in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. Like I said, it was created to support Texas homeless veterans by providing temporary to permanent housing in cooperation with landlords, in cooperation with the Veterans Commission. Uh, HUD, there, mm -hmm. there are vouchers out there that can be had by by um, veterans right. to get into housing. They just have uh -huh. to know how to get there. Right. A lot of them don't know how to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. They don't. How to work their way through the e-benefits system. Uh, you can go through DAV. You can go through Texas Workforce Commission. They're overwhelmed. They have mm -hmm. so many veterans. You have to you have to be able to have somebody else they can go to. We looked right. at different levels, uh, group levels, and we kind of broke them down as we were putting our organization together. And group one, this level allows another miracle to establish a facility whereas homeless veterans can be housed in a multi-unit complex providing shelter, evaluation of their condition, paving the way mm -hmm. to their enrollment into uh, the, the system and, and getting into their benefits and being able to get and request their compensation, mm -hmm. uh, get their medical care. You have to be a certain degree of disabled to get VA medical care. We all know how much medical care costs for, for an individual out there. So yes. if you've got to choose medical care versus feeding a family, which, which direction do you go? Provide case management assistance for a period not exceeding 90 days in partnership with VA Homeless Veterans Outreach. And, you know, we've talked with the Veterans Homeless Outreach and we've, we've talked about what we want to do and how we want to do it. One of the things, one of our goals here in Beaumont was to establish what they, what I would call a dayhab facility. So a one-stop shop where a veteran can come in, they can, if they're homeless, they can come in and get a shower, they can get a meal, they can get mm -hmm. some clothing. They can mm -hmm. meet with uh, a, a medical person that can do a, a simple, you know, quick examination or evaluation of, of where they're at. That allows us to look at the other organization, say, okay, we can, we have Spindletop over here. They can help you with this. We have this organization. They can help you. And being able to guide these folks where they need to be. So, in other words, you guys are trying to help the veterans with a, foot, a footprint yes. to how to follow to get the assistance that they need. Exactly. Right. Wow. Right. And now, that, that, that is a VA homeless veteran outreach in, 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 in Southeast Texas, is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now where is that located? 
I it there it's here in Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked with them on the phone a number of times, and we've met at the stand downs that they have here mm-hmm. for veterans. We we posted up at those stand downs right. and introduced ourselves. So we're we're getting to know these community organizations. Okay, um, there is a a group. Uh, it's called Rock. That uh, it's a church member that in my church he's he's on the board of directors for this group, and they they deal with um, veterans and people that have alcohol problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and so that's another arm that we can reach out to as, as an organization ourselves to get these folks help. You'd be okay. surprised. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised how many of these folks don't even have a good ballot ID card. I know. I know. And, I know. And, and with with the homeless shelters that are that are located or that are being put together here, they can't even get into them because they don't have an ID. Mm-hmm. So so therefore, they they can't even pay the ten dollars a night to stay in in the um, Salvation Army because they don't have an ID. Right. So how do we get these folks an ID card? And these are the people that. Uh, that- that went to war to serve and to help us, right? Exactly. And we cannot do anything for them. Exactly. That is that is awful. But um, it, it, it's an ongoing thing. Um, mm-hmm. If I hadn't experienced it myself personally, I, I probably wouldn't have the same drive for it or right. passion about it. But I, I faced it myself, and, and right. it, it's it's not good. Thank God. Thank God. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. Right. right. I, I mean, I've, right. I've, I've been able to turn the ship around and, and now it's time to give something back. Right. So, well, you, you are doing a wonderful job and, uh, and I pray and ask God for you guys to be able to, uh, continue to, uh, in the process of helping veterans, in uh, in all areas, I mean, not just home, but just mental uh, illness. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, I, I have a question. So, when you are, um, and forgive me if I don't use the correct terminology, but when you are released from the army, when you were when you depart, is there not um, a system in place to help you um, get reacclimated to? Just daily, do they not have a program already where your organization could possibly link up and uh, maybe provide literature or something for those that are coming to the area or those areas that your organization serves? Is there a way to bridge that gap just so that they can have the information without them going to look for it? The the VA does have systems available that are that are out there. Most mm-hmm. folks don't know how to navigate to them. Right. Or don't know how once they get to them, don't understand the terminology that's being used, and and how to to go through the system. Mm. It is there is available. Mm-hmm. When I got out, I had to take a medical exam, and and that says okay, you have this disability. But over time, and over years, those disabilities you get out, albeit they're not so bad when you first get out they get worse and worse and worse as, as time goes on. Okay. So it may be for, for a young soldier getting out, 
and I talked to the city council about this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, you have a lot of Afghan veterans that are coming home. Mm-hmm. They've got a place. They got to have a place to go. Mm-hmm. There's not much available for them because you're going to get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And have you even thought about this? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of got a deer in the headlights look, but you know, I, I'm just being being straight with them. This is what's getting ready to happen, and some of them are going to come back, and they're going to be in a bad way mm-hmm. mentally. You right. Know, there, there's nothing. There's nothing like seeing your your best friend uh, uh, get get killed right next to you. Right. Or, or you see these caskets going by, or mm-hmm. you know. Or you're sending you're sending these guys you're training these guys to go over there and you know some of them won't come back right uh, you know this this is something that the average homeless person never has in their mind right and never has to deal with on a day-to-day basis uh living with that life however we volunteered to do it and we volunteered to do it because this is our country right and we we think that our country will come back and do something for us as, <laughs> as, as it goes. So here we are. Um, well, Kevin, you, you, you know, and, and these are kids too. Yes. Uh, they leave here as kids yeah. and uh, they're experienced so much and witnessed so much uh, um, that it's just, you know, it's mentally, it just it drain you, you know, as a kid. And not even that, as a kid, a grown-up can, you know, uh, could, could experience that. But it, it is so great to have you guys, guys like you in the area who's helping uh, the veterans and uh, giving them um, uh, a footprint of what they can do, how to get help, where they can go to get help, also for the homeless. Have you guys looked at... Uh, uh, Furnishing homes for for the veterans uh, because there's vouchers out there. Oh yeah, uh, that's available for all veterans to be able to have uh, to to be able to uh, get a place to live for the roof over their head. One 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 thing about that, it, it's one thing that I looked into to get those vouchers. Those vouchers go to the landlord. Mm-hmm. So if you own property and another miracle does not own property, uh, we've thought about it. We thought about refurbishing property, but all this takes money. And we'll get, we'll get to that in a second, but you know, in order to get those vouchers, you have to be the landlord. So it's finding those landlords that are willing to utilize their homes and their properties for these veterans. So, if we say, for instance, we had a, a 20 unit apartment complex that we could house, you know, if it's one bedroom, you're only going to be allowed to have one person in there. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's two bedrooms, you can have two people, two family members. They've got to be family members. Right. Now, right. if we owned if we owned like a group home, like what you would say, a halfway house or something like that, then you can have four or five members in that house. Mm-hmm. But here again, who does that voucher go to? 
as another miracle, we cannot accept the voucher because we don't own that property. Mm -hmm. So it will go to whoever that landlord is that probably, does he have the same mindset of helping these veterans or is he just after that voucher? Mm. Right. So right. that's right. that's the thing right. to look at. <laughs> as we grow, as we grow, yes, we want to be able to have a facility that says, hey, we can take in 15 veterans and their families right now. We have the we have the capacity. Um, we're not there yet. We're not but you're there. working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> yes, yes. We're working on it. Great. Most, but... most of everything that we have done up to this point uh, has been a lot of out of pocket. This this organization was established out of pocket out of my pocket, my wife's pocket, as we got the board of directors, they have donated some things. We've been able mm -hmm. to do a couple of fundraisers. I was um, going to ask about your fundraising efforts. Um, how often do you, I know with COVID and everything, it's it was a bit challenging, but you know, they put a wrench in a lot of things, but um, do you have any initiatives, any events coming up? Is there anything that's going on that you want to make public um, right now? I, I'll tell you honestly, we have planned a fundraising gala yeah. for November the 12th here at the Elegante Hotel. Uh, we had everything set up. However, what we've come into, we've run into a deadline where the participation in the event is not outweighing what the cost of the event will be. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we're we're at a point right now where we may even have to cancel this event because we don't have we have the funds to set up the event, but the hope is to get um, it's a fundraiser, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the operating funds. It's well, I do I do know at one point the general manager at um, the Elegante was a veteran himself. I don't know if he's still over there, Steve. I don't know about Steve. I've been working with a, a young lady named Sheree Alford. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that they bent over backwards for us. They yeah. absolutely did. Um, and they're still bending over backwards. Maybe you can get a smaller room. Let's help you out. <laughs> Let's see him. But still, if you don't get the if you don't get the people in there and you're just throwing money out to host an event that you can't get any fundraising back out of, right? Then that's not that's not success. We can't grow that way. We cannot help veterans that way because uh, we won't have the funds to get these these places. We won't have the funds to help these veterans. Right, right. Because we're, we're bleeding dollars, but but not getting infused. Not Understood. Well, so. Kevin, I hope this uh, podcast, uh, because we, we podcast over to over 20 platforms. Okay. And I hope this platform can reach someone that will help you guys and expose you all to help you guys get get take it to the next level. Right. And this is what we're here for. And we will promote and push your agenda out there. So if you've got anything uh, we missed, let's let's get it out before we close it up. <laughs> I mean, we we're we're looking we're looking for um philanthropists we're looking for grant opportunities uh we'll do the legwork to get it done we'll do the legwork to do the paperwork 
Uh, we don't have a problem with that. We're just looking for somebody to tell us what we don't know, if that makes sense. That's it. It does. Who is, who is it that we need to speak with? Who is it we need to talk to? Who do I need as the chairman of the board of directors? Who is it that I need to be in front of? You know, who who can I fall on the sword for? You know, yes. um, if, if, if that makes sense. And right yes. now we're we're learning these things yes. as an organization. Right. If we'd be a lot farther ahead if COVID hadn't shut us down in 2020. Yes. It, it does take a minute. And my prayer is that you're able to um, have the right doors open for your organization because homelessness is a problem in our area. But it's I mean, more so even when it comes to our veterans who did something that I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not willing to do. I would run the other direction and they would put me out completely out dishonorable discharge and all the above so i'll tell you one thing i appreciate your efforts and everything so my prayers that your organization is blessed and all those doors are open but definitely with nonprofits, keep doing what you're doing and and getting the word out there because exposure is one of the key elements to um non-profiting yes i I was speaking with our pastor um the other night about it and one of the things he said to me is it kind of stuck with me. I may not be able to word it properly. He says, but every seed you sow doesn't produce fruit right away. You know, it may yes. take it may take a couple of years for an apple tree to give you a first apple. Absolutely. Said, However, you have to keep watering it. Right. That's it. You know, you have to keep it in the sunlight. You have to keep <laughs> watering. You have to take care of it. So in other words, we have to keep striving forward. Uh, yes. If the gala doesn't go, it doesn't mean that we stop. Absolutely. It just means we take a step back, learn from it, uh, and and go a different direction. Right. Uh, how many people are how many people are on your board of directors? We have six people on the board of directors. Okay. Uh two of them are in San Antonio, two of them are in Houston, and the rest are here in Baltimore. Okay. Actually, we have seven because there's three here in we have one dire- director of law at large. That's probably going to grow a little bit. You might want to visit other organizations and take some of their members. <laughs> it works. It works. Trust me. Well, you know what? We're all, and I'll tell you what we're looking for right now. We're looking for a good uh, marketing element mm-hmm. and a good uh, network element mm-hmm. that manage can manage our website and can do the updates and we're trying to do all this by ourselves and it gets difficult yes but we, we need some dedicated support there yes um, right. and and i think that helps that helps as as we grow that we right. know well kevin can uh they can you can be reached at anothermiracle.org right yes so people, uh, those are listening and watching, you can reach out to uh, veterans, helping veterans uh, at anothermiracles.org, anytime, any place. Our, so our, our hmm. website, let me, let me, our website is another-miracle.org. If you just put anothermiracle.org, you come up with all kinds of different uh, <laughs> organizations. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we have the hyphen. Yeah, hyphen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, another hyphen miracle.org would be our website. 
anothermiracle.org at gmail.com is our email address. Okay. Let's see where I can get that on the screen right quick. And let's see. You have to put that hyphen in there. Oh, it has to be a hyphen in there. Yeah. Between another and miracle, there has to be a hyphen in there. Okay. Then you'll come up with our website. At Gmail, right? That's our email address. Right. Uh, well, anothermiracle.org at gmail.com is email. Mm -hmm. Another hyphen miracle.org mm -hmm. is the website. Okay, great. Uh, how about how about that? Did I got it? No, I don't have it. Let's see here. <laughs> Do I have it? No, I don't have it. Not quite. Uh, you, know, you know what? I didn't save it. That's what I didn't do. So let me do that hyphen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dot or and then we have that's the website. That's the website. So then we're gonna do uh another miracle.org. No, no, another hyphen, right? No hyphen in the in okay. the email address. Okay. And maybe that's something we should change that, that will minimize some of the some of the confusion. Yes. Know. How about that? Yeah. Da -da. <laughs> Hyphen. The dash. The dash mark. Not. Not the comment. Oh Lord. Ah, boy, I'll mess up. A, I'll mess it up, yeah. don't I? You yeah. did good, yeah. Tony. Yeah. You know what? You know what, Tony? You you mess you up all great. You, you can mess all right. up all you want. I'm glad to be here. All right. What you got? There? I got it right now. Hyphen. The the dash mark. Oh, oh you know, I, you, know I, you know, I went to school to <laughs> I am so sorry. I am. I can't. I can't. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm not. You're doing not, good, Tony. Yeah. I'm not an original Texan, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I tell you. I've, okay. I've come yeah. to learn. Okay. All right. All right. All right. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> so we're talking veterans, helping veterans with Bussy uh, um, Kevin Boosie and of anothermiracle.org as the website, and you can reach them at anothermiracle at gmail.org. Um, so please, um, if you're listening or you're watching, please, if that's something that you want to volunteer and help out this group. It's happening veterans because there is someone in your family that went off the wall and had something then come back. So mm -hmm. let's try helping those that, that that's trying to help others. Kevin, any last words before we close out? Yeah, once again, I, I appreciate the time tonight being allowed to come on your podcast and, and speak with you and yes. speak with your, your listeners. Um, there is a passion. There is a passion here in my family. To, to make this go. I, I don't know if you feel it. I don't know if you hear it in my voice, but there is a true passion for, for making this happen. And only only from past experience do I have that passion. So, but thank you again. You're welcome. Francis, you can close us. 
Of course. Again, Mr. Busy, we appreciate your presence on the show tonight. We hope that our platform has given some exposure to your organization. And again, we appreciate what you're doing. Just continue to do that and support. And if I hear or see or if there's anybody that I know can utilize your organization, I will definitely make mention of it. I think you have a beautiful name, too. So I think that's terrific. So good luck to you. I'm broadcasting home away from home, so my scenery is not the same. So, uh, but we still got the message open. How about that? Okay. Thank you, Kevin. God bless you. Thank you. Wish you all the best. Okay. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages. 